Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Chad Niddle. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show with uh, Arms to my left. Good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever uh, whatever time it is for you. And Nit, uh... He's actually sitting sideways, he's that skinny. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's here. Oh my God, he's not here. He's uh, oh, he's, sorry. he's not here. We're gonna get the same uh, value that we normally get. Apparently so. Just the, playing, the same, Chad. Just playing, Chad. Love the, you. The same um, wonderful, fantastic analysis uh, that Chad the Niddle always brings us. Yes, yes, yes. So, All right, you go ahead. I was getting ready to say. But, but, I'm interested in what you got to say first. The trades. Trades. That's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, say. this is the most exciting trade deadline I can recall. It's it's definitely a good one, for uh, sure. I mean, so obviously pre-deadline we had Cooper get traded, we get Golden Tate traded mm-hmm. for what feels like peanuts. I mean, it, it wasn't. It's, this is the real no, NFL. It wasn't. I, mean, I mean, he's going to walk away. Uh, he's you know he's a free agent after the season. Yeah. So and he's thirty. He, he is thirty. Receivers, especially one like him, they last a little bit longer, um, longer than a running back does, of course. Um, then Demarius Thomas, I mean that that was a big a big move for uh, the Texans. Um, like it and dislike it for for various reasons. So let's let's run down the list here. Tell me what you what you think of some of these. So okay, so first and foremost, I I think the biggest winner, football wise, in total for this trade is the Eagles. The Eagles are going to love Golden Tate. Alshon Jeffries already looked great. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides that, Aguilar has been kind of a bust this a- season. Aguilar was really solid before Alshon came. He was really solid before Alshon. He was really solid before Wentz. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So uh, the biggest loser to me is Nelson Aguilar for the Eagles, but the biggest winner overall is the Eagles to me because the Eagles just got themselves a dynamic 
after the catch receiver. <laughs> glue hands. Glue hands. I mean, the guy just just an absolute PPR monster. Um, Golden Tate, for he, I've said it before, he's not the most exciting guy to have on your team, but you need a Golden Tate on your team. You know, like yeah. I, I traded um, Corey Davis, I think it was, a second and a third to get Golden Tate because right. I know I need a player like that, someone who's always going to be consistent. He's got one of the lowest floors because on his bad weeks, he's still going to catch five or six balls, still going to get you between 60 and 80 yards. That's his bad weeks. His good weeks, he's going to catch you 10 balls, get you 150 yards, and maybe get in the end zone twice. Yeah. Golden Tate is a very solid player. He's getting a little bit up there in age. But you know what? Um, this is a football move. They don't care so about fa- they don't care about fantasy, you know, in uh, Philadelphia. But I think I, I I think that is a huge a huge move for the the Eagles. I, it shows that they are committed to trying to to get back to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and and it 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 could possibly it could possibly work. Bringing Golden Tate in could possibly get the Eagles to the next level of play that we have seen lacking since their Super Bowl win. And it, it could help. Fantasy implications. I think Golden Tate owners have to be a little disappointed. Not a but lot. Barely. Not a lot. Because you've got a better quarterback now. Matthew Stafford is severely mm. disappointed this year. A, a better quarterback NFL-wise, yeah. A better fantasy quarterback, I'm not sure. I, Stafford throws the ball a ton. But regardless, but go, look, how many touch, much of a, look how many touchdowns Alshon's got. You know, Ertz has got. Now, if anything, to me, the addition to Golden Tate... I'm, I don't. I don't even know if it hurts any of them. I think they're just going to commit a little bit more to the pass. I, I think it definitely hurts Tate a little because Tate was. I'm into, I'm into the other guys. Okay, the Ertz, Ertz, and okay. uh, Alshon. Yeah, Tate was the number one option in Detroit, as far as I'm concerned. Now, he's got to contend with Zach Ertz. He's never had to contend with a big time tight end. He's got to contend with Alshon Jeffrey. I don't think it hurts him much, to be honest. He's a PPR machine. He's not known for the touchdowns. In between the twenties. Golden Tate's still going to be great. He's still going to be, what is he now, a wide receiver two? Yeah. Uh, he, 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 he went still, from the back end of wide receiver one to the top end of wide receiver two. I, yeah, I, that's exactly how much it hurt. Not much. May, yeah. Maybe a, maybe one to two fantasy points a game. Uh, maybe not. Uh, maybe, maybe he just comes in and he's the best receiver on that team from the get-go. It's well, possible. We saw you know, what Carson Wentz could do last year. Carson right. Wentz has the ability to have MVP MVP caliber production. Absolutely. So you know he and might. The running have, game's terrible. Yeah, I mean they're definitely going to have to throw the ball. Uh, someone who is has as efficient and as good of a pass catcher, as good as he is at getting open in those short and intermediate routes as Golden Tate is, he's an extension of the passing game. Yeah, it's as simple as that. Golden Tate. You want to talk about who it really hurts? Corey Clement. Oh yeah, Clement. Clement's basically. Clements struggled a little toast. bit, it, or not a little bit, quite a bit here recently. But he's taking, he's going to take a, up a lot of those uh, those short routes that Clement had because yeah. I mean Tate's one of the most sure-handed guys in the entire league. Yeah. Now let's talk a little more. Like definitely biggest trade winner, I think Eagles. Do you agree with that? As far as like we're not talking fantasy, we're just talking deadline winner Eagles. Or do you think someone else won big? Ah, uh, you know, a lot of teams it, won. There's a lot of teams that won, but that's probably the biggest win. Okay, I agree. I mean, it's you got a Super Bowl uh, defending team that grabs Golden Tate. They're definitely going to make the playoffs. I have no doubt about that. Yeah, and if they get there, it's hard to tell where they can go from there in the NFC. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. So the next biggest trade to me, uh, 
pretty obvious, should be the most, as far as deadline day goes. Demarius Thomas to the Texans. Uh, I think it's a win for the Texans. So Fuller goes on IR. Right. Okay. They replace Will Fuller with someone who's, what, five, six inches taller? Yep. You know, not as fast, but there's not a lot of people as fast as Will Fuller. But I mean, he's a deep ball threat, and he's faded a little bit. After his hot start, he kind of he kind of faded and never really got the the full uh, chemistry that he had at, at times last year with uh, with Deshaun. Right. So I'm with you. I think that's uh, I think that that is also a huge win. Yeah, yeah. The Texans are good, good, not great. They look good. They're contending for the division, possibly winning the division title. Yeah. I kind of like the move in a way that. Will Fuller was your deep threat. Uh, Nook is your go-to guy. Uh, if Demarius Thomas can roll back the clock just a little, you got two go-to guys, not just a two-deep-shot downfield yeah. guy to compliment Nook. You've got two consistent, sure-handed. Six-foot-plus. Yeah. I mean, get up. And Kuti big, could maybe be the Big-handed. Yeah, if maybe. anything, I've, I think Kiki Kuti could be the most dangerous slot receiver going forward in the league. I mean, once you have with two, teams contending with those other exactly, guys, you, yeah. you're going to have to contend with those guys with, you know, both uh, Nook and Demarius Thomas. I mean, Kiki Kuti's shown whenever he gets a, a chunk of playing time and a majority a majority of the snaps, um, I believe it's if he's over like 20 percent of the target shares, he has like a top 15 week. Yeah. I mean, Kiki Kuti, he's he's a very good receiver. I actually, if anything, I felt like it initially. I'm like, oh man, this just kills his value, but. Did it? Do they run the same type of routes? No. No. They don't play the same position, essentially. They play by name the same position, but QT fits in better as a slot, and now you absolutely positively have to account for Demarius Thompson. Obviously, you always had to account for Nook. Yeah, and I agree. What do do you think fantasy-wise? What does this do for Demarius Thomas fantasy-wise? Are his owners happy? Should be. They should be. Um, he went from being the number two option. He should have been the number one, but the number two option with Case Keenum, who is a... Can't support more than one, apparently. He's, I mean, Case Keenum's about the 21st, 22nd best quarterback in the league. Maybe. I mean, I'm just... If, Probably w- Without looking at the, at this, you know, a stack ranking, that's about where I'd slot him. That's where he feels right. All right, bottom third. To Deshaun Watson, who at times last year... Looked like possibly the next wave of a great quarterback. He looked like somebody who had every opportunity to to change the way the game was played, so to speak. Right. Uh, Deshaun Watson's got all the ability in the world. He's a winner, and he can he could get it done with his legs and his arm. And like you add someone with the the, the caliber of uh, Demarius Thomas onto that team, and now Demarius has a, a better quarterback delivering in the ball. And he's not the, the the focal point of the offense, which is now actually a good thing. I mean, who's going to draw the number one coverage? Yeah. It's never going to be Demarius Thomas. He's going to no. be facing, you know, sometimes slot corners. I mean, he's not going to be facing uh, the 1A cornerback anymore. Yeah. And, and maybe, you know, a change of scenery for Demarius Thomas and a shot at the playoffs and a shot at another title uh, will kick him into high gear and he'll he'll pull out some – some old Demarius Thomas-like tricks. Like, he's still a pretty solid receiver. And I, I think that uh, if you own him in fantasy, you've got to be pretty happy right now because I think he goes from a wide receiver four to a wide receiver, a back end 
wide receiver three. Yeah. So I, I think now you may be forced into a situation where in redraft you want to play him as your flex. And if you're playing dynasty, it's going to be a great bye week guy and possibly a starter down the stretch for you as a wide receiver three. Uh, so that's how I feel about Demarius. Let's move on and talk. you have something else? To well, I was just going to say, I mean, he's like wide receiver 30, 31, something like that right now. Right. He only has 402 yards on the season. Like, still pretty decent halfway through the season. I mean, you're pacing for uh, an 800-yard season, more or less. I mean, there's a buy still come, uh, coming up. But right. pacing for an 800-yard season, if we give him, you know, another catch a game, Another ten yards a game. It. Yeah, you're you're getting back towards that thousand yard season, and I mean that's generally good enough to get you right around that you know top fifteen ish, especially with someone his size who's also a red zone target. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. And uh, the next one trade wise, and then we'll touch on the IDP trades. This this to me, um, best bargain. This was the best bargain as far as the trade deadline goes. I still think very highly of Ty Montgomery as a Runner, a receiver, and just an all-around good gadget player. And I think he can be a lot more. He's built for a lot more. But the Ravens got him for a seventh-round pick, not even 19, 2020. Because he can't follow orders. Whatever the reason don't, is. Don't take the ball out. That, but but how, many times is, how many times have we heard that Ty Montgomery is a player that doesn't listen to his coaches. This is the first time, to my knowledge. He literally got tackled in college by his own teammate because he did not follow orders. Okay, didn't know that. Yeah, there was uh, a video of it online. I didn't know it either until today. And I'm like, I didn't know that. He, but, but we haven't heard about You know, the fact that we didn't know it means it must not be that big of a story. What it amounted out to be is um, they didn't need him. Um, they've, they didn't they, need him, They no. came to the conclusion that Aaron Jones – with uh, Jamal Williams as the uh, as the backup is the answer, okay. Um, which I, they, I agree. They're, they're right. I, I mean, agree. They're, they're right on that aspect. Both teams won in this deal. I and, and you now have you, you don't have uh, if Aaron Jones struggles or you know Ty Montgomery a couple years ago he was a great PPR asset. Okay. Yep. Okay. No he's, one breathing down his neck. He's a PPR guy. Um, and he's probably I I don't know his contract situation. He's got to be coming up soon. Because, you know, he's not terribly I old. think he's signed through next year. Okay. So, you, you factor in that, and, like, the the Ravens, they need a little bit more dynamic. And he's also, if this was college, he'd be listed as athlete. He's yeah. not a running back. He's not a wide receiver. Which, I mean, what is he? He's an athlete. He's basically... I think he's what you want. I think he's whatever you want him to be. I, I, he can do both, and I think he can He's uh, he like can a, be effective at both. Maybe not your main guy at either position, but if you need one or the other, which the Ravens could use both. I mean, Michael yeah. Crabtree's been fine. John Brown's been fine. Willie Sneed's been okay. But to add another element, Ty Montgomery could, could make Crabtree and Brown better that much better because there's one more guy team's got to worry about defending. And as a runner, Alex Collins has been fumble prone. Javorius Allen, we all know how you feel. I feel the same way about Buck Allen. Allen. Uh, Ty Montgomery, to me, has the potential potential to take over as the starting running back, I feel. And and to pay a 2020 seventh-round pick for that, I'm not saying he's going to, but I did go pick him up everywhere I uh, could. For as cheap as I could, like I wasn't about to give anything substantial. I gave a late second. I was going to say I'm not giving right. like a, a high second. I wouldn't. Not I, for, I not gave for. a late second because I throw picks away like candy wrappers. But 
To me, Ty Montgomery was a good pickup for a Ravens team that could possibly use him. Don't expect, don't start him in fantasy. I'm not saying that, but if you can grab him and watch just for that chance. The, t- the time that you're tempted to is right now with all the bye weeks. Exactly. Like, yeah, let's get Ty Montgomery. No, yeah. don't. that's not when you're going to want to do it. Though. But they don't have a pass catching back. And you, they I mean, wanted he, to he, use, da- uh, please help, help, help me here. No, before him, uh, Danny Woodhead. Oh, they yeah. They yeah, wanted gotcha. to use Danny Woodhead as that. 2017 18 caliber pass catching back out of the backfield injuries mounted up they don't have anyone like that tired ty montgomery could be your late season james white yeah i I mean could be i just never liked what ty montgomery brought to the game like he's he's a wide receiver out of the backfield okay that's 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 cool and all but he's to me i just never saw anything that was impressive with him like making anybody miss, I never saw impressive breaking tackles. Like he just I saw some tackle just, breaking when he first came onto the scene as a running back. He just I don't know, but he what he did left a lot for uh, a lot to be desired in my eyes. And I think if anything this just ends up being not a not a, like it's a leech on Alex Collins in the worst sort of way. Yeah. You know, I mean, at Ty Montgomery's high point, he had 800 total yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. Like that is that is his career year. That's nothing for anyone to be afraid of in any sort of fantasy aspect. You know, he's a change of pace guy for Alex Collins right now. Um whenever Buck Allen's in third down situations, they're going to run Alex Collins out on the or excuse me, uh Ty Montgomery out on the field to give Buck Allen his breather whenever it's you know, the 2-minute drill. I mean, right. what, I'm not concerned about and I don't want him. I don't want him on any of my teams. Like there was never enough production there to want him. Why want him now? If you have a roster spot. I think he's worth grabbing. I, I'm not saying to drop someone good on your team to go out and grab him, but I like the I like the cheap grabs to see what happens. But probably not much. But also, my like fantasy league has his college listed as Stanford. I saw that. I actually <laughs> saw that too. Because when I'm I like yeah. um, stand. With that being said, he's, he's only 25. He'll be 26 next season. Right. He is a young guy. Um, would you Would you stop that? Sorry. Stop it. Stop it. Leave me I alive. can't stop. He's he's fiddling with my mic over here for the, the non-YouTubers. That's what I do. But, uh, no, nah, I'll pass on any time again for shares. Okay. Defense. Uh, we had Ha Ha Clinton Dix traded to the Redskins for a fourth, which is kind of my – Great move, Redskins. Great move, Redskins, but why, Packers? You're still in it. I'm kind of confused. I hate to roll it back, but I'm really confused at the Lions and Golden Tate. I know they weren't going to get much for him. But they must really be convinced that Brandon Powell is going to be good in the slot or TJ Jones because the or Lions they, are in it. They're in they're in the hunt. So what like you're basically giving away a little bit of your edge by trading Golden Tate. They Lions look good. I, I agree that they are giving away a little bit of the edge, but they weren't going to pay him. Um maybe they're looking at it like, listen, are we in it? Can we make playoffs? Sure. But we know we're not going anywhere. Give carry on Johnson another year to mature. Give the rest of that team another year to kind of get come into their own. Kenny Galladay another year to season, finally with a full time role. And Marvin Jones is, he's good. I'm not saying he's you know he's definitely not great. He's good. He's good enough. Yeah. Is what he is. They they apparently see enough in Kenny Galladay to feel comfortable moving on from uh from Golden Tate. And you know why have three you know premier type receivers? Right. And I'll tell you one more big winner, and we'll go back to Ha Clinton Dix. Carry on Johnson is a huge winner in this trade as well. There's going to be 
I think it's 27% of the targets is what Golden Tate was commanding. Now you've, is Brandon Powell going to get 27%? No, I don't think so. Carry on Johnson's target percentage can go up dramatically and you could see a little more, uh, Alvin Kamara like games out of carry on Johnson receiving out of the back. I'm not calling him Kamara. I'm saying that style where he gets 13 to 15 carries and I caught, eight targets. I caught limited, uh, limited games from him in college, but it seemed like he caught the ball well out of the backfield. Who? Carry on Johnson. He's caught the ball well for the Lions, yeah, for sure. But you know, it's like it, I obviously I haven't got to watch a ton of Lions games. I mean, this is southeastern Ohio. Why aren't you watching the Lions? I watch them when they're on. You should watch them when they're not. I don't have Sunday tickets. You should watch the Lions when they're not on. I'm not a Lions fan. But you should watch them when they're not on. So watch uh highlights of the Lions? Yeah, uh, sure. Okay. Um uh-huh. <laughs> t- typically the only reason I'm watching the Lions is be, be like, did, did Galladay score? Did did Tate score? Oh, nope. Okay. Turn turn off these highlights now. No. Oh. But no, um he I wouldn't he's not gonna be Kamara like, but y- kick in one or two more receptions a game and it only increases the value from just he's came up a lot in the yeah. past, you know, five, six weeks. And it is still scary because the Lions, the way they play offense, he could disappear for games at a time. You just don't know. But I do like the trade as far as you know, it goes for carry on Johnson possibly catching like he more did passes. last week, by the way. Yeah, exactly. God. So, ha ha, Clinton Dix, great trade for the five and two division leading Redskins. Uh, again, I know the Packers were had to sell if they wanted anything for him, but man, the Packers are still in it too. Uh, and ha ha, Clinton Dix has been one of the best safeties in the league this year. I mean, wh- whether so. he's a stat sheet stuffer or not, the guy is a good safety. You know, I've. I don't know when last time uh, Alabama put out a terrible safety was, but no. it, it certainly wasn't Ha Ha Clinton Dix. So I mean, I, hey, cool, good, good move on you, uh, Washington. No doubt. And the last one, uh, Dante Fowler traded from the Jags to the Rams for a third next year and a fifth the year after. And Big the rich price. get richer. Yeah, the Rams. Uh, the Rams are like, you know, what? we don't need picks. We've got a team that's probably going to be dominant for the next seven to ten seasons. Let's go grab Dante Fowler and see what he can do with a full-time role. Um, yeah. Probably a lot. Oh, by the way, just one, one, one question. So, with because DJ Swearinger's had a good year. So, go, to go back to the Redskins. Right. Like, I, opposite. He I know. Confirmed so, so they're opposite. putting him as – okay. I was just curious because they've both, I believe, tradition were free safeties. So I'm just curious as whether or not they're going. I'm like, man, you, can, you can't do that as a depth move. Right. Like, that's a, the ballsiest depth move I've ever seen. I mean, although Ha Ha Clinton Dix does have the ability to cover in the slot as well. So, right. Yes, he does. But great move on the Redskins, who get the lowly Falcons defense this week. Let's see if they can go six and two. I'm uh, I'm very interested in this Adrian Peterson led offense. I don't understand. It's it. crazy, isn't it? Well, I He's, mean, someone drug tests this guy. What is going on with AP? He is basically the god of war disguised as a football player. It's, it's wonderful. But let's uh, let's dig right in. I don't have sound effects this week because uh, we've been trying some different stuff out with the studio. Tried a different mixer, wasn't working. <laughs> we went from like we got this. $350 mixer, plug it all in. Nope, going to stick with my $100 cheapo Behringer. Uh, it sounds better, less noise. So no uh, no noise uh, sounders this week, but let's start talking about some of our uh, not-so-obvious 
starts and sits of the week. It's the not so obvious starts of the week, brother. There, that's the sounder I'll give you. Arms, give me somebody that you love as a not so obvious start of the week this week. All right, so I'm going to start with running back. He's actually had two really solid games back to back. It's it's Lamar Miller. I've oh. we we tooted Lamar Miller's horn and we got away from it. It's like no, uh, he's, it's just not going to happen. But back to back weeks, he's went over 100 yards and had a touchdown. This week, he gets to face the third worst rushing defense in the league. Um, the Denver Broncos have allowed over a thousand yards on the ground. Um, seven touchdowns on the ground and two more uh, through the passing game to running backs. So the third fa- uh, most fantasy-friendly running back defense in the league, give me some Lamar Miller to uh, feast this week to get, probably break 100 again. I cut man, I'm, I'm kind of jealous on that one. I'm going to give you uh, my not-so-obvious start of the week at running back, the muscle sloth, <sighs> Doug Martin. On, in you tonight's can't, game, you can't. This ain't gonna be out. In no one's gonna hear game. this. Come on. Oh, let me Give do me the, it. Call your boy. Call your boy. The boy from last week. The man. I just wanted to call. No. The, hey, you're right. No one's gonna hear it. You're so right. We, you can't call something. People are, by the time they hear this, they're gonna be like, "Well, he's already rushed for 85." <laughs> That's not gonna no. happen. Yeah. That's not gonna happen. But he's already rushed for 85 yards at halftime. I'll, I'll call my boy since I can't. Since this won't be released until probably midway through the Raiders and Niners game. Uh, I'm going to go, I'll go Isaiah Crowell against a Dolphins defense that has been giving up a ton of rush yards. Isaiah Crowell's probably going to have one of those games where we're like, holy crap, it's Isaiah Crowell again. The Dolphins have not stopped the run well at all in recent weeks. In the same mold as as Denver. Yeah. They've allowed seven on the ground over 1,000 yards, and they've actually allowed a third touchdown in the air instead of just two. Right. They're a worse defense on the ground than Denver. Absolutely. The only only, uh, defense that's worse than those two is I'll take the bye week as my not so obvious start against that Arizona run defense. Yep, and the, and there <laughs> I mean, you know the bye this, week rushes for 128 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, and, and there is a lot of lot of important guys out this week. So it's it, this is the biggest bye week so far to me. This is where I have the most hits on buys. Yeah. I have a lot of players on buys in all my leagues this week. So I have Crowell's going to be a good play for me. I, almost my whole starting lineup. I've got uh, I've got Saquon, I've got Odell Beckham, I've got um, Golden Tate, who's now in Philly, and uh, who's basically le- legitimately my in- almost my entire skill set of my team is on a buy, and I'm just looking at it like, God, you want to hear I'm who struggling I'm struggling so bad, and I got Sony Michelle who's injured, so it's like, what do you, do you play? Right. Do you play Matt Breida tonight? Like, Ugh, you, man, yeah, no, but the Raiders also have an atrocious run D, so maybe well, let me tell you this: in uh, I rank my leagues like my main league, and then I go second, third, fourth, fifth, mm-hmm. the favorites. Well, in my number two league, my number two league where I'm six and two, just like ninety percent of my leagues for some reason I'm six and two. In this league, all I have is Carson Wentz at quarterback. I have no backup. I don't. I don't run a backup. I'll stream it. Well, streaming it would be great, but it's a dynasty league, and there's no, no quarterbacks on the waiver wire. You know who I'm starting this week at quarterback? I picked him up. Nick Mullins, that's yes, starting tonight that for the great. 49ers, is my starting quarterback in my number two league. Did did, did he get the start? Thank God I have a two-game lead. Yeah, he's getting the start. I was going to say, because whenever I walked in here, he he wasn't named the starter yet. It was 50-50. No, no, he's been named the starter. C.J. Beathard is active as the backup. 
Yeah, because there's because his wrist, he's not able to grip the ball. So so there, he's basically Nick Mullins really falters. Then C.J. Beathard, we could see him, but he's active as the second string. They're going to try to give him a week of rest and hope that Nicholas Mullins gets it done against the Raiders. He's my starter tonight. I'm kind of excited about it because I want to see what he does against the lowly hey, Raiders. Listen, could um, be a C.J. Beathard's had like 250 plus yards. It seems like all of his starts, and I think he's throwing for two touchdowns in all of his starts. Why the heck not? Yeah. Maybe it's not It's not the quarterback. Anyone could go apparently play in that Shanahan offense. Nick Mullins, baby. Let's do our QB not-so-obvious start of the week. Arms, who do you got? Oh, not-so-obvious. I'm actually going to go with Alex Smith this week. Freaking heck. <laughs> I'm, I sounded like Napoleon Dynamite. I'm, I'm like, sorry. Gosh, freaking heck, Arms. <laughs> I'm, uh, it's okay. Keep going. I apologize. It's all right. Um, just the, the Falcons have allowed 11, uh, touchdowns to wide receivers this, uh, this season so far. Um, they're, you know, one of the worst overall defenses against the pass. Um, I believe in total yards, they're mid pack total yards, but they just allow a ton of, uh, action in the end zone and it, you don't have to throw it deep on them to beat them. And Alex Smith doesn't throw it deep. So and yeah. last week it did show, it looked like he had, eh, it looked like he kind of started getting used to the fact that Josh Dotson's actually on the team. Um, he's thrown more passes to Adrian Peterson than I think he's ever had in his career. And, um, you know, he spreads the ball around real well. I don't, I'm not comfortable with any of their receivers, but Alex Smith, I think he could come away with uh, two touchdowns in the air this week. They do have Maybe quite a few guys sitting out, but uh, uh, I, that was going to be my pick too, just because I think Alex Smith – Sprinkles in one of those good weeks this week. I'm going to go uh, with Joe Flacco of the Ravens. Shootout. Shootout. Maybe. You know what? These games, the Steelers and Ravens are notorious for not being offensive, explosive games. But you know they what? They could legitimately score 45 to 44, come back three weeks later, 12 to 14. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But I think, you know, that Steelers run defense is solid and that pass defense is atrocious. And uh, if they do decide to play Ty Montgomery this week, which I don't know if they're going to or not, uh, that can only help. But I think Flacco is going to have a pretty good time. This is going to be a passing team for the rest of the season, I believe. And uh, I think they're going to put it on display against the Steelers this weekend. Joe Flacco, my not-so-obvious start of the week in a week where if you don't have an elite quarterback, you don't have one this week. So Flacco is definitely streamable or playable uh, in – dynasty this week nice 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 so moving on over to the old wrs give me some wr action all right not so obvious wide receivers start of the week someone i never like starting but you probably should more often than you don't Devin funches um funches playing against the uh the buccaneers this week buccaneers very very uh past pass-friendly defense. Funches always makes me real 13, quiet. I don't ever know how I feel. 13 touchdowns, uh, 115 receptions allowed so far this year. Um, they, they actually have the most receiving touchdowns against them for the, the year. Now, let's also be clear, several of those are to tight ends, all right? Right. But Greg Olson just doesn't necessarily look like himself, and Devin Funches is basically tied in. So give me some Devin Funches this week. Devin Funches. I'm going to go way off kilter. I'm going so far into left field. I, I'm talking far. Give me Terrell Pryor as your not so obvious start of the week at wide receiver. And here's a couple reasons why. I, I, hey, you know what? Let's do it. 
Tell me some about, tell me about some TP. I know you love some TP in your bunghole, but I'm talking about Terrell Pryor. I love Terrell Pryor. You listen, know, you know that. Listen, they're starting Nathan Peterman this week. Okay, and Nathan he Peterman. loves. And Terrell Pryor was on a different team last week. You're, you're, Is that where you're going with? No. Oh, okay, because not at all. I just know how he likes to throw to the other team. So I thought that that you were going with. He thinks no. Terrell Pryor's on a different team, no. and so he's trying to. Okay, my bad. No. So so Nathan Peterman. <laughs> Is starting for the Bills. I thought that was funny. Disastrous. It was pretty decent. No, no. F you, man. Okay, F fine. So, so Nathan Peterman's starting for the Bills. And when Mr. Coach McDermott was asked if Terrell Pryor would be playing any quarterback, he had a very non-responsive answer. He did not answer with a no. He answered with a, an open-ended and listen, the Bills, they tried everything they could to hang with the Patriots. They brought out weird plays from the playbook, trick plays. They they were doing anything they can to try to stick with it and in it. And then after that, which they played a pretty solid game against the Pats, mm-hmm. honestly. The score doesn't reflect how solid they played. It was definitely closer than the final score was. I, yeah. th- I want to say they were within... Like eight points until like six minutes left in the game. Right. So the Bills tried to pull out all the tricks against the Patriots. Didn't work. But then they go out and sign Terrell Pryor, a guy that they can use to try to pull out all the tricks against the Bears. And I would not be surprised to see him play some Wildcat snaps. They tried Wildcat snaps against the Patriots. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Terrell Pryor lead the team in targets and receiving. In passing yards. Not even joking. (laughs) Possibly lead them in passing yards. Possibly, possibly lead them in rushing yards. I think they're gonna. They have nothing to lose. They should roll Terrell Pryor straight out from the street and give him How every hilarious opportunity. Hilarious would it be whenever the NFL is like, "You're not a quarterback. You are not a quarterback." And Terrell Pryor is like, "You know what? I'm not a quarterback. I'm not a quarterback. I've come to this conclusion. But man, I want to play in the NFL. It's been my dream to play in the NFL." And I'm gonna make. The, I'm gonna do what everyone tells me to do, and I'm gonna convert to wide receiver. And then he gets moved to quarterback for the freaking Buffalo Bills. It'd be pretty awesome. Oh God, it'd be so hilarious. Look, like, I, hey, I need you to unlearn everything that you yeah. learned about wide receiver. Yeah, we need you to. Th- we need you to sling the rock again, <clears throat> uh, like like you did a little in Oakland, a little bit in Cleveland. But man, I this is far out there. Uh, but I am, I am gonna take a risk in one of my leagues and roll him out. I'm rolling him out this week as my wide receiver three in a league where I've got a lot of buys. Reason being, I have no depth in that league, but I only have him in one You know, league, I might I might sit Keelan Cole for him. That's not a terrible decision. Uh, Keelan Cole not struggled since decision. like week three. Basically, Glad I could help you out this yeah, week. Yeah, no, if you, uh, if, if you want to know how a player – you want to see a player regress, convince someone in my league to trade them to me. Yeah. Keelan Cole, Golden Tate. Sorry about that. Once again, F you, Barker. F you. Sorry. But yeah, Terrell Pryor, I, I have hopes that he will at least be fantasy relevant this week. And it's probably my favorite pick of the season because it's Terrell Pryor. It's the Buffalo Bills. It's possible quarterback, running back, wide receiver mix up for him. Tight end arms. Who you guys are not so obvious. Tight end start of the week. Came back from injury. I know I just said a minute ago he's not necessarily his old self. Right. Um, but back to back weeks, Greg Olson has had a touchdown. Uh, last week he had, I want to say, five catches, something like that, for uh, four catches for 56 yards and touchdown, but on just four targets. That has been Cam Newton's favorite uh, target in the past. Right. Um, in the previous two weeks, that he's had over eight and a half points. So, 
you know, give me some Greg Olson against a uh, excessively porous Buccaneers porous. Uh, pass defense against the tight end. All right, I like that. Okay, my uh, I'll, my not so obvious tight end start of the week. Not exactly. Man, I should call Cam Newton as my my quarterback start. And you know, y'all know I hate some Cam quarterback. I know you do, but I'm gonna roll with uh, fresh off of the short term IR. I think Ed Dixon of the Seahawks is a fine tight end play this week. Um, not one you could have tons of confidence in, but but listen, Russell Wilson has shown that he can make no names relevant. This David Moore guy is yep. looking pretty solid. Never heard of that chick. No. And Doug Baldwin still ailing. Tyler Lockett, though he is much improved, is still hit or miss. Uh, I expect Ed Dixon to get plenty of targets this week, and I think he can come down with the line of four for 65 and a touchdown this week. Nothing crazy, but like we've said a million times, and I don't want to get started on it, but I can't help but say it, the tight end landscape means you can start a guy like Ed Dixon. I know. I, I just hate it. We say it so often. We say it so much. But, God, it's so true. It's true. It's, it's so true. Absolutely true, sadly. But Ed Dixon, uh, he's one of my favorite plays this week in leagues where you're having bye week issues. Go get you some Dixon. Excuse me? Huh? Huh? What was that? Nothing. Nothing. Got any uh, not so obvious IDP guys this week, Arms? Not so obvious IDP guys. Um, well, give me one moment. I'll get the old game slate rolled up. Um, I'm gonna go with Demario Davis, uh, linebacker for the Saints. Um, getting bowled over several hundred times this week by uh, Todd Gurley. <laughs> the, the problem with uh, with him is there. I mean, they're going. The Rams are just going to milk out the clock, and poor Davis is going to going to get a. Basically, he's going to have a bruised chest cavity by uh, by Monday morning. A bruised chest cavity. Yes, yes. And yourself? You got any linebackers? Any LBs? I do. Uh, in Houston, the Texans have a guy out. One of our favorite guys in the world, Zach Cunningham, looks like he's probably going to miss a few games uh, with a. I think, wait, it was Anthony Hitchens with the ribs. I can't remember exactly what Zach Cunningham was going to miss for, uh, but Bernardrick McKinney is probably going to pick up a lot of slack in place of Zach Cunningham. So if you haven't been starting uh, McKinney, I think this week is a great week to throw him out there. He's been putting up a pretty solid season anyways, but that's because of three out of his last four games, he's been in uh, double-digit points. Before that, he was 7 5 9 He's going he's gonna to put up some good numbers this week. Zach Cunningham out. I think you can lean on McKinney. He's a pretty good player. Uh, there, it just so happens to be there's a lot of good players on defense in Houston uh, on the line and the linebackers. But McKinney's going to get it done for you this week. I'd start him with confidence. Nice. Nice. Um, do you have anyone on defensive line? Unfortunately, I don't. Okay. It's super tough to call. Crazy starts on the defensive line. If I had to give you one, uh, I, I would go ahead and throw out Emmanuel Ogba uh, for the Browns for no reason. It just feels like <laughs> it feels like we call Ogba or Ogunjobi. Just for, did I say Ogba? I meant Ogunjobi. Or did I say Ogunjobi? I meant 
Obamufawara of the Ravens. Isn't there a guy that sounds similar to that name on the um, Obamufawuka-wuka? Oh, or not Ronosaur? Not really. I'll, I'll stick with some Emmanuel Ogba. I think uh, Patty Mahomes is going to be looking to get away from Miles Garrett. Og- Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett and Ogba blindsides him for one sack to give you a not-so-obvious start. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, just keep an eye out for uh, Daniil Hunter. Um What's Everson Griffin? Griffin, I believe he missed a few games. He's kind of getting back on track. So um, both of those guys um, in the Lions game, uh, Matthew Stafford's not looked quite to Matthew Stafford's standards this year. So look for them to uh, get after the quarterback and you know maybe uh, maybe come home with one. And that's by the third quarter, it's going to be pass rush heaven for both of them. Yeah. Not so obvious start of the week. Uh, safety, I got one for you. Justin Reed of the Texans slowly emerging as a top performer for them. Talking Texans defense, there's a lot of guys you could plug and play. Uh, Justin Reed's been steadily getting better in his rookie season. Roll him out with confidence this week. Give me Tedrick Thompson. Tedrick Teddy. Tedrick Thompson is the replacement for Earl uh, Earl Thomas. I talked about him a few weeks ago. Oh, Earl. Miss Earl. Mr. Anyway, um, so he's he had a, a stinker sandwich between two double-digit weeks. So he went 14.5 against the Rams, 4.5 against the Raiders. Uh, comes back with another 10.5 against the Lions. Uh, the Lions like to throw the ball. The Chargers like to throw the ball. And I believe Tedrick's going to be the uh, the benefactor of several downfield tackles on Keen, one Mr. Keenan Allen and uh, Mike Williams, BMW. Big Mike Williams. BMW. Let's go with some... Oh, yeah, it's the not-so-obvious sits of the week. I hate doing the sounders without the sound because I'm just so terrible. Hurts my heart. Who you got? Who's the, Let's let's roll uh, the opposite direction. Let's go down the fantasy line, as Nit would call it. Who's your not-so-obvious sit of the week at quarterback? Not-so-obvious sit of the week at quarterback? Oh, God. All right, it's Mr. Trubisky. Oh, Mitch. It's not terribly difficult. The, the, the Bills have the ability to stop the pass. I don't know why. They're a terrible team, but it, it, I don't know whether it's the other teams don't need to pass on him, but Tom Brady looked like a mere mortal. Hey, guys, I don't know if you've been watching any games that he plays, but he's 41 years old, said every announcer who's announced the Patriots game. Yeah. Um, but Mitch Trubisky's no freaking Tom Brady, and if the Bills can uh, slow down and hinder Tom Brady's performance, by God, they could do the same thing to uh Little Mitch Trubisky. Oh, I am. Uh, I'm gonna go to the opposite side of the country on this one. I'm gonna say Jared Goff. I think the Rams lose their first game of the season against the Saints this week. I'm actually with you, and uh, I think it's simply because Goff has a bad game. The defense of the Saints. There's no reason to believe they can get it done against Goff. But I'm going into left field again. He had a little bit of a rough outing in the last game. I think he's going to be okay for you fantasy-wise. Like, I'm not calling a complete dud of a game. He's not going to Peterman it out there. But I think Goff throws one touchdown, two picks, 250 to 275 yards, and the Saints control the ball and eke out a win. Do you realize the uh, New Orleans Saints have allowed less than 400 yards so far on the ground? Yeah, because they don't have to worry about the ground. They have allowed... Four touchdowns to running backs on the ground, period. So that is the defense. You can pass against them, but you're definitely not running against them. I think you could run against them if you uh, 
weren't behind all the time. The Saints are putting teams behind. But the thing is, you, Todd Gurley's uh, can do literally everything. So truth. So um, it, the the Saints are a, a little bit better defense uh, against certain aspects. They're they're not just a train wreck all over the place. I guess is my point. Right. Nope. Feel you hundred uh, percent. Not so obvious. Sit of the week at the running back position. Man, I really want to say Todd Gurley, but I'm not an idiot. You can't do that. I'm not. No one's going to listen to you anyways if you do that. No one, no one. If Okay, here's a challenge. If you have sit, sat, sut, if you've sat Todd Gurley at all this season. Stop playing fantasy football. Do that, but also let us know on Twitter. Tell us your story about yeah, why. I want to know freaking why. Why you sat Todd Gurley. Because I really believed in Dalvin Cook. <laughs> no. Seriously, if you've done it, hit us up. Tell us why you've sat Todd Gurley. We need to know. We have a right to know. We have a right to know if you sat Todd Gurley. Right. We won't tell him. Your secret's safe with us. Who are you taking? All right. The the biggest sit, the only player, just so we're clear, that the Buffalo Bills have is LaShawn McCoy. Right. All right. Um, three out of the past four weeks, he's went double digits and, uh, four out of the past six weeks that he's been active, he's been double digits. Guess what the bears haven't done yet? A lot of rushing touchdown. The bears. The bears have not allowed a single rushing touchdown. They have allowed three through the air and that is part of Shady's game, but I'm staying entirely away from Shady McCoy this week. Um, if you've, if you've got to start him, I'm telling you right now, I'm not even joking. Give me trick cannon. Ooh. Like, I will take uh, – there's a uh, litany of players I'm taking over Shady McCoy right now. The Bears uh, – zero rushing touchdowns. None. Zero. Nil. Nada. That is ridiculous. So, hmm. sh- sit Shady. Sit in the Shady. All right. My, uh, I'll give you another one if you need one in a minute. Nah. 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 Yeah. Nif, nif, nif. All right. Here's uh here's another one. Uh, I, people are still high on my sit of the week at running back for some reason. I haven't really seen him do as much as he should be doing. But Tevin Coleman for the Falcons. That was gonna be. I was gonna. That was gonna be my other one. High five to that. All right. Yes, that we, was the we, most awkward high five. Let's that was do it right super here. weird. There In between these boom mics, it's like, don't hit my mic. Don't hit, don't my, hit my mic. mic. Yeah, Tevin Coleman. Hasn't done as much as he should. He has not run away with that job since Devontae Freeman went down. Honestly, if I'm the Falcons. Everyone thought that was going to happen. I, I thought it was going to happen. I still can't trade for the guy. And the only reason I've tried is because I own some Edo Smith shares, which I'm going to say right now, give Edo Smith the ball more. Free I know he free hasn't shown. Edo. Free Edo. Free Edo. He hasn't shown a ton either, but give him some carries and see if he can get I was going to say, going. whenever you give the guy, what, four or five carries a game, it seems like. Yeah, it's hard hard to show out on four carries unless your name's Nick Chubb. So A workhorse with three carries. Right. So Tevin, Tevin Coleman, I sit him this week. I start AP if I can. I start carry on Latavius Murray. I'm looking through the teams. I'm starting just about every running back I see before Tevin Coleman until I get to the Bills. Uh, sheesh, Bills. No, that's it. I mean, he is by far and away my set of the week. And the Washington Redskins have allowed 418 yards on the ground and only four total touchdowns running back so far this year. Mr. Statistician over here. It's, it helps. It does. Always It does. helps. I mean, you're, you're, I'm backing your argument. I love it. I, 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 I'd rather argue with you than uh, prove you're right, but you're right. Thanks. 
wide receiver arms. Who you guys did not so obvious start. Sit. Not start. Sit of the week. Wide receiver. Uh, I'm going to get beat up. Oh, no. Stephon Diggs. Oh, okay. That's it, not so bad. Even if healthy. That's it, not If so active. Bad. Stephon Diggs is playing against a Detroit Lions team that is to date allowed less than 1,000 yards passing to wide receivers. Okay. As of right now. It, not a thousand yards it, passing to receivers, and he didn't practice today. I'm sure he'll still play, but he's going to be nicked up. Yeah, so absolutely stay away from Stephon Diggs. Kind of like it. That's all. Kind of like it. Uh, I'm going That's about to all go. I'm say about that. No, yep. I'm going to go. Cortland Sutton as my not so obvious sit of the week. I will fight you like a man listen, right now. Listen, the fantasy expectations are so high. Cortland Sutton could could have 125 yards in one touchdown, and you'll be disappointed. Mm, Like most pundits, I don't know if I'd be disappointed. No, but most people's expectations like Cortland Sutton is going to be Demarius Thomas in 2014, right? Stud. But I'm sitting him. Reasons why I think Emmanuel Sanders is going to have an absolutely huge week against the Texans. Cortland Sutton is pretty good, and he's ready for prime time. But I don't think he's going to bust out. From game one of no Demarius Thomas, I think we're going to be really excited about him, expecting a ton, and I think he's going to give you under 100 yards this week and no touchdowns. I think that Emmanuel Sanders is good for a score. I think that uh, maybe somebody, uh, Lindsey's going to have a good game, uh, and then somebody obscure is going to score a touchdown for the Broncos in what will be a 17-point effort, I believe, for them. And Cortland Sutton won't be getting any of that big fantasy action. I'll buy it. Thanks. I'll buy it. No. Give me some no. tight end action. I love me some Cortland Sutton. I love him too. He's going to catch five balls this week, 100 yards. He's getting into the end zone. Okay. He's better. He's he's just. I'm he, not he, saying he won't. He's just a younger Demarius Thomas-like player. I'm not saying he won't. It's just my call that I don't believe it's going to happen right out of the gate oh, after the Demarius well, trade. You know what? It's okay. Next game? It's maybe okay, it's okay to be wrong sometimes because you're going to be wrong. All right. I can't wait for the next episode of this show after oh, Sunday. Yes. So give me your tight end. Not so obvious sit of the week at tight end. <clears throat> well, there's then we'll a, wrap up these game calls. At a quick glance, there's basically only two uh, two defenses that have not allowed a passing touchdown to a tight end yet. Okay. All right. One of them's the Titans. The other one's the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers this week, who do they play? Patriots. Your Patriots. Rob Gronkowski is not the Rob Gronkowski we all expected. Doesn't seem to be. I mean, we're talking legitimately three years ago. You pick Rob Gronkowski first overall, and people are like, I could buy that. I'm not saying it's a great pick, but I could buy that. I'm not mad at you for doing it. I don't think, I don't think you're a complete idiot for doing that because you're dominating the position. Sit Rob Gronkowski this week. He's not getting to the end zone, boys. And he was not that good last week. Gronk has just not been himself this year. I don't know what's going on with him. This, to my knowledge, this is the healthiest Rob Gronkowski's been in like three or four years. Does he need to be injured to be effective? Twice this year, he's went over 90 yards. That's it. One touchdown. One touchdown on the year. Whenever you have Rob Gronkowski, you are dependent on touchdowns to win you weeks. Rob Gronkowski is not doing that. He's only had over five catches twice this year. Gronk, selling for the name value right now. It wouldn't surprise me if Rob Gronkowski retired at the end of the season. Ooh, I wouldn't surprise me either. We heard we heard the rumblings. I think his head's not one hundred percent in it. To I, be honest, th- that's what I think. I think his heart's out of the game. Yeah. Now, with that being said, talented. 
he's on pace for a 900 yard year. Oh yeah, he's still I a mean, good not, tight end. He's he's still he's not, not drunk, not god awful. But right. what's going on with him? I do not know. My not so obvious sit of the week at tight end is a guy we love to talk about, Austin Hooper. I believe I believe the Redskins are going to control. I some almost clock. cursed. Yeah. I almost cursed. Right AP's going to be controlling some clock, man. Adrian Peterson's going to do what Adrian Peterson does against bad defenses, and Alex Smith is going to do those short dump off passes just to chew clock like crazy. And Austin Hooper is not going to get uh, much of the target share this week uh, with the Falcons not playing as many minutes as normal. Austin Hooper, I say you can sit him this week. Arms. I actually think Austin Hooper is going to be okay. Well. Like it wouldn't surprise a, me if he got into the end zone. Um, it, it wouldn't. I don't think he's going to have you know seventy five yards and a touchdown, but one or the other wouldn't shock me. Seventy five yards or a touchdown. Okay. So let's move on to the game calls. We yeah. got uh, game calls. I know it's already going to be done. Hour, maybe an hour after this give me is the, done. Give me the Raiders. Okay, that's what I was hoping for. Uh, give me the Raiders too, especially against. Nick Mullins, 49ers this week. Who knows what they're going to do? This may be the safest pick in the league this week because the Raiders are bad. Yeah. But their offense is much better set up right now than the Niners. And the yeah, Raiders yeah, looked yeah, good on offense last week. On offense, yeah. I mean, they, they got the brakes beat off of them long term, but on offense, they actually look pretty, pretty decent. Absolutely. Falcons, right. Redskins. Skins, they, Alex Smith knows how to win freaking football games. I agree 100%, and I think the addition of Ha-Ha Clinton Dix, uh, knowing that Adrian Peterson's the guy they want to run the offense through against the defense that's tore up, messed up, give me the Skins as well. I'm starting to buy into this 5-2 and two team. Lions-Vikings arms. I, the, the, gosh. Tough one. It is a tough one um, because I, I really like what Latavius Murray's putting on this uh, so far this Me season, what he's too. been showing. Adam Thielen is one of the best in the league. I believe I had him as a top five receiver in uh, uh, preseason, just so we're clear. And I actually like what the Lions are doing on offense. The, yeah, Vi- do the Vikings have the superior defense, though, so give me the Vikings. I'm going Vikings, too. I do like the running game and the passing game. For both teams. Uh, for both teams, but give, the Vikings I like just a little more, and I do believe the Vikings are going to be that second half of the season team that fulfills their potential of what they can do. I like the Vikings starting it off. S- serious question here. before we move on. Latavius Murray, what's his value right now? Oh, man. Uh, if you're a contender, I think you pay a first for him if you need a running back too. Okay. Um, if you're not a contender, I don't think you're buying Okay, and by the way, guys, trade deadlines are approaching. Be very realistic about your season. I once, I this week, I had a guy who's two and six who said, "I don't want to blow my team up." Oh crap! Here we go. No, but this is the time to where you start targeting those high-profile IR guys from away from some of your contender guys, maybe for a pick or someone who's active. You know, we don't know whether Latavius Murray is going to be a starter next year in any team in the league. On any team, right? Right. So if you've got Latavius Murray and you're struggling, you know, like I said, at two and six, and you've got someone who's, you know, who's got a a Devonta Freeman, you know, or or maybe a, even a more high profile guy. I can't think of anyone more high profile than Freeman who's actually on IR right now, off the top of my head. Or maybe someone who's got Leonard Fournette and they need that solid guy to push them into the playoffs, push them into you know possibly championship this year. Right. Try to make that trade. Yeah. Now's the time to do it because trade deadlines should be approaching in most leagues. 
I agree. And there's no better time to build, to build, no better time to build your rebuild than the trade deadline because everyone gets desperate. Yes. Contenders get desperate around this time and they're slinging deals for anyone that can help them get to the next level. And uh, as a contender, as a contender, stop valuing your second rounder whenever you can get someone to help you win the freaking league. Oh yeah. Well, don't worry about your picks. If you need defense and IDP, give those picks up. I'm telling you right now. Give them up. If I had what was presumably like the number five pick and I needed a linebacker, I would try to trade that for Darius Leonard right now. Oh, man, me too. All right, good luck right doing now. it, but me and too. I don't think if I had Darius Leonard, I don't think I'd accept it, but no, 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 I, no. I would do that. Uh, Steelers, Ravens, Arms. Steelers, yeah, and they're hitting stride. Steelers. Hitting I, I like stride. Flacco's possibilities this week. But I, I think I think it is going to be a higher scoring game. Steelers are on a roll. They're going to win, I, I believe they're going to win the division and win this game. Chiefs Browns. Uh, it's starting to get easier to call this one. Um, not the Browns. <laughs> not the Browns. I'm going with not the Browns as well. Uh, Jets Dolphins arms. Brock Osweiler starting again for Miami. Oh, in that case, Miami. Now give me the Jets. <laughs> yeah, give me the Jets as well. Uh, I think Isaiah Crowell, it's going to be on the back of Crowell, one of I, my biggest picks. I actually think that your Cannon pick was just a week late or week early. Uh, I think he's going to be fine this week. I'm not even joking. Uh, he may be. Bears, Bills, Battles of the Bears. Bees. Give me the Bears. Bears Inter- going away. Terrell Pryor making it interesting, <laughs> but give me the Bears. Actually, I think it might be an interesting game from an overall scoring standpoint. It could be a fun one to watch defensively. Yeah, because these are the, the defenses aren't bad. I mean, the Bears are obviously good, but the Bills aren't bad. Bucks Panthers. How much is uh, pirate corn? Pirate corn? Mm-hmm. What the heck is pirate corn? It's about a buccaneer. Ah. <laughs> Fitz magic, baby. Give me the oh, bucks. I like the Panthers a lot. I think they're going to continue to trend towards uh, that winning season. I like the Panthers in this one. I think Cam Newton is going to get it done, and Christian McCaffrey is going to have a good game. Give me some Panthers. Chargers and Seahawks, Mr. Arms. So, Russell Wilson has just looked like Russell Wilson again, hasn't he? Uh, I mean, last few weeks, I want to say he's had two or three three touchdown weeks, but this Chargers team is just too much. Don't kid yourself, anyone. Uh, Seattle, if they're piecing it together, they're they're okay at best, but the the Chargers Chargers are probably the third or fourth best team in the league right now. I don't disagree with that. I think Chargers are going to be just fine. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. It's going to be a close one, but give me the Chargers. Texans, Broncos, arms. Battle of Demarius versus his old team already. I think it's Texans. I think the Texans just out-talent the Broncos overall at this point. Um, I agree. And it, it all it, – whether you want to even look at the other – I mean, obviously Nook's the superior talent. The running backs go to the, the Broncos. But the quarterback, it's, it's a chasm – of talent between uh, D- Deshaun and Case Keenum. It's just not close. I agree. Texans uh, win it fairly handily, in my opinion. Rams, Saints, I already told you that I think Saints are going to pull the uh, I do too. The win against I the Rams. I, I actually was thought I was going to come in uh, contradictory to everybody, but no, I'm, I'm going with the Saints. They're a better team. Like They've got really high points, really solid facts about their defense, and you can't beat – if if my if you got to say Jared Goff, you have to beat me in the air. That's it. Right. That that's I think that's the only way you can actually beat the Rams. Okay. Can he do it? Yes. Yeah. But I think that's the only way you can beat the Rams is make them have to throw. Packers, Patriots. 
if Sony Michelle plays, I'm liking the Patriots, but I give me the Packers. I'll, I'll get Packers solid. I yeah, I'm still not thinking the Patriots are that great. I'm gonna go Packers on this one as well. You're I, such a, a Finns fan. It's not That's just the that. Finns fanest not, thing to ever say. It's not just that the Patriots are not dominating people this year, which means they're susceptible to a loss or two along the way. They've already lost two. I know it was early in the season. I think this is where you can tack on their third loss. Give me the Packers. Aaron Jones is going to have himself a good game with no time Montgomery looking breathing down his neck. Titans Cowboys arms. Give me the the boys. Yeah, I think it's a fairly easy pick. They are they are honestly a solid team as much as we're not big Dak fans, but we get we get Dak, we get some Amari Cooper the this week. The addition of Amari Cooper can, can only help. It can only help and I and I think the Titans just are so overmatched on offense by every team they face in the league not named the Bills. Cowboys all day long. Pretty much. Pretty, Pretty much. much. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if this week Zeke had like legit 180 yards on the ground. I don't know about the ground game. I think they might try to establish themselves with Amari Cooper. And the Titans have a good run it's defense. Unnecessary. It is unnecessary. I mean, win, win and run the clock out. You don't have to do anything more. So do it to lead. Basically. Right. For literally three quarters. When you're up 21 nothing at the end of the first, keep running the damn ball. Well, there you have it. A nittleless episode done by your two favorite hosts, Arms Obviously, and Bark. Obviously, the two favorite hosts. Yeah. Yeah. The, the OGs. And we come in at under an hour for the first time, and I don't know how what? long. Yep, just happened. But only if we end it now and don't run 30 seconds over. Hey, this is Bark. I'm out. Good night. Good night. This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a review. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.